Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through when you don't know what to do. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, and normally from the Big Apple in New York City, with my guest uh, host Adrian Gruberg, but she's out today because she's not feeling well and thinks it might be appendicitis. So we send our prayers and uh, support to Adrian that it's nothing at all. And I am Dave, the caregivers caregiver at caregiverdave.com. And we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud. The list goes on and on. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two again caregiver podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an exciting guest for you planned today, Howard Algio, Seniors Helping Seniors, Director of Business Development and Training. And he comes from Seniors Helping Seniors, a franchise system that was founded by husband and wife, Kiran and Philip Yocum. Kiran, who, who grew up in India, later worked to advance humanitarian efforts alongside her, alongside Mother Teresa. My, for goodness sakes, she is amazing. After moving to the U.S. in 1995 and marrying her husband, Philip, the Yokums felt compelled to provide loving care to seniors and cultivate an exchange of gifts of every generational level. And together, they founded Seniors Helping Seniors and in-home services in 1998, opening the brand up to franchising in 2006 with a mission to be the most respected and rewarding healthcare provider in the U.S. Seniors Helping Seniors location stands apart from competitors as the only company that prioritizes hiring active seniors to provide care services to their less active counterparts. Seniors Helping Seniors Services aligns caregivers and care recipients based on the abilities and needs of both by offering a wide range of care services. This is a great model, folks. Seniors Helping Seniors Network has grown to 100 franchise partners in 30-plus states and international markets. For more information on Seniors Helping Seniors, we're going to tell you at the end how you can hook up with them. So welcome to the show, my friend. So excited to have you on. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I always like to ask my guests, just who are you and why has God placed you on this earth? Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm, my name is Howard Algio. I, as, you, uh, as we figured out earlier, I... Uh, I uh, went to Temple University for undergrad. I have a master's in business oh. administration from uh, the University of Michigan. In uh, a uh, long time ago, Dave, in, in 1980, I got my first job as a, a staffing coordinator uh, in the home health care business. And uh, uh, through the years, I've worked in home health care and, and other related fields, um, uh, staffing, uh, health care staffing and the like. And... Um, it's uh, it's a great business, right? Because you you get to help people each and every day, and uh, I guess about uh, marriage is made in heaven, so to that's speak. That's right. 
And uh, uh, about um, about four years ago, Kieran Yoakum reached out to me about joining Seniors Helping Seniors, and it's a it's an opportunity I really leapt at uh, because I had admired the the business model from afar. Uh, if I can relate a story to you, in in, sure. in, in two thousand and eight, um, my uh, my dad was in the end stage of congestive heart failure. My mom had already slipped into dementia. We were getting ready to move them to an assisted living facility, uh, but the facility was being built. So for several months, uh, my parents had non-medical home health care at their home. And my folks got the very best, very best caregivers. But that was because people knew me from the business. And that's great, but man, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Uh So at Seniors Helping Seniors, I get to strive each and every day to to, to, to really achieve that goal of, of making sure that the people we send into someone's home, it's the same kind of person I would like to take care of me or someone that I love. Uh-huh. Wow. That's really nice. So um, you were a caregiver yourself. Yes. Oh, I was a caregiver. For, yeah. I was a caregiver for my folks, but I, I I'm lucky. I have a bunch of brothers and sisters. So I, I, I wasn't alone. Uh, but yeah, at Very the lovely, end, of it, yes. yeah, in the end, particularly for my dad, I spent a, I got to spend a lot of time with him one on one, and it was, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's like a lot of things, Dave. That's the time you really do treasure. Sure, that can be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed package. So, uh, who was the primary caregiver to? Uh, which one of your siblings? Well, my sister Anne. Uh, Always really, the girl, isn't it? Uh, well, it really yeah. did turn out that way. Part of it was geography. She was uh, close by, and uh, we have some you know, seven kids, so a lot of them were out of town. But yeah, my sister Anne really took the uh, the uh, really took the uh, lion's share of the work, and especially getting everybody to their doctor's appointments. And yeah. but but I was my parents until the end. They really took care of each other. So yeah. would you say that Anne was more suited to being a caregiver or she was just oh, I like wouldn't everybody say that. else? I, was, I wouldn't say that necessarily, uh, but she was, yeah, she was available. She was willing. She was caring. She was, she was ideal for that spot. Yep. A little more compassionate, a little more uh, sympathetic, a little more sensitive than the rest of the siblings, perhaps? No, I wouldn't say that either. I just think that it was a, a matter of, uh, she, she, in fact, she would have been able to manage my parents better than the rest of us, I would say. Okay. And the reason I ask is because, you know, you probably know that caregivers will eventually burn out, especially yeah. if they don't take care of themselves. Tell me what went on with your sister. I mean, did she experience burnout and how did it happen? How did she overcome it? If she did, uh, uh, how did you guys you play a part in that? All of that. Uh, when my, my, my sister really from the beginning, when it got to that point, she just asked for help. And fortunately, we had the resources in our family to provide that help. Wow, but she, she, was, was, she was wise enough to ask. A lot, a lot of caregivers don't. She was keenly aware of it and had seen it, you know, like a lot of people do with, with her friends as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and we were fortunate that we had that, that ability to, to help her when we can. I mean, it was, yeah, we were really lucky. Um, what did she do for a living uh, before that? College professor, an English professor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did that affect her job at all, or she did them both? She was able to do both. Lucky her. Yeah, lucky her is right. So um, 
were you ever able to like take over for her and maybe, you know, do a day or a week or. Oh yeah. So did yeah, you yeah. have a new appreciation for what she was going through when you took I, over? I had an appreciation from the very first moment she <laughs> stepped into that role and uh, was thankful for her. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a, um, I think when you're doing the caregiving, no matter who it is, I think you sort of develop a little bit of a rhythm to it, right? And it's when that rhythm gets disrupted for whatever reason that, that problems tend to, to, tend to happen. And, and so whether that's a, a medical incident or a change in schedule or something, uh, something awry with medicines or any of those kinds of things that, that really, uh, uh, a set the people who are receiving care off. That's where you really have to be able to adapt and comfort and control and uh, really um, take that, uh, take a lead. I mean, I, I, as I said about Anne, she was able to manage them, but that's really leadership. I mean, that's yeah. saying this is where we, this is where we have to be and this is how we're going to get there. And um, with my mother and, and, and as I said, she was in the early stages of her of dementia. That makes it all the more difficult. Yeah. My mother also was uh, suffering with dementia for about 10 years. And uh, I was right there. Uh, my sister probably did a little more than me. And then finally, you know, got to the point where we, we put her in an independent living. And then from there, you know, from her house to that, right. we had to graduate that to uh, assisted living. And then after a while, we needed to get uh, skilled nursing. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we went to uh, hospice. And each time, you know, we just saw her slip further and further away. And it, it's a tough situation, but uh, we're very grateful that she did go because she was torturing herself. Right. Or I should say the dementia was torturing her. She yeah. just wanted to go. She didn't understand why she couldn't remember things. But my mother-in-law, on the other hand, a very different story. She was fighting it, uh, you know, denial. I don't, there's nothing wrong with my memory. You're all trying to drive me crazy. You're trying to uh, dr drive me crazy so you can steal my house. I mean, it, that was a very, very painful situation. Right. And yeah. uh, two totally different personalities. Uh, yeah. You know, 30% of caregivers actually die before their loved ones just from yeah. the stress. That's right. why uh, I ask about your sister and the burnout. And uh, the number one thing, like you said, is to ask for help because it's there and to have a support group. I, I assume she had some kind of support group. If it was not a, uh, a formal one, maybe the family. What, what, yeah. what was it? Yeah, she had her husband and her, her husband's family and the, and the rest of us and a circle of friends and a community. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she had help. And um, um, my mom and dad were, were sort of high profile in our little town and there were a lot of uh, people always asking about them, willing to help, always giving support. So we were, we were lucky. Yeah. Church members, synagogue members, all that helps, you know. And um, you talk about a caregiver, a national caregiver shortage. I mean, I always knew that there weren't enough caregivers. But um, I always say there's like this tsunami coming on the horizon because the baby boomers are getting older and needing more and more care. And there just aren't enough. You know, it's like Social Security. There's more people. Um, at the time, putting in and taking out, now it's reversed. Now there's more people taking out, putting in, and that's the way it is with caregivers. There just aren't enough caregivers. There aren't enough facilities. Give me some numbers that you uh, shared with me before. Uh, it, it's pretty scary, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, I mean it's it, it, it's a really it's a really big problem finding caregivers. But I think our our approach with senior helping seniors is a little bit different in that that tsunami that's happening. That's both the people that we take care of and the people that we hire to provide the care. Mm. And so uh, I guess I would say ninety percent of our caregivers are fifty years or or older, and um, they're uh, they really are special people, and. Uh, like anything else, finding them is hard work and qualifying them and making sure they're right in their heart. But uh, our people are really a different kind of caregiver. They're not necessarily uh, motivated by money. They want to be paid and paid fairly, but that's not their primary motivation. Mm-hmm. And because of that, yeah, and because of that, they're, um, well, just because they're older people, they're, they're reliable. Uh, we have a lot less turnover than our competitors uh, in, in just because our, our people are doing it because they want to do it and they like to do it. Yeah. The, the, the real key um, um, for us is um, the difference between um, uh, sympathy and empathy. Uh, when a senior is going through something and someone can say to them, man, I, 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 um, uh, I, I'm sorry for what you're going through. But when a senior helps for a senior, they can truly say, I understand what you're going through. Mm. So that makes the big difference. So being able to form that, form that kind of personal bond is, is how we're approaching it. But there's challenges like anything else. We've, we've got to find them. We've got to retain them. We've got to train them. We've got to do all those things that go into this wonderful work. Yeah. It's just like any other business. I have a gas station uh, 24 hours and it's hard finding good help. Yeah, you know, and I'm very picky. I'll go through a hundred applications before I find one that I want. And we've got a great, great crew and other gas station owners will say, well, how do you keep people? Well, you take care of them. You treat them with respect. You don't treat them like you're just using them like they're, you know, cattle. And um, that really, really pays off. It sounds like you've got the same philosophy. Yeah, it's to, to me, David, it's, it's uh, our approaches when we listen to our caregivers, man, that's, Sometimes there's a concept. Know, well, yeah, but yeah, but because we talk about leadership, but uh, yeah, that's really listening is a, a big part of of that. Yeah, you have to listen to what they're saying and 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 kind of understand it and feel it as well. That's that's how you learn. I mean, I talk well, to our I talk to our franchise partners every day all over the country. I mean, we're always 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 learning something. We're teaching. Give them lots of support. Yeah, give them lots of support, and they give us a lot of knowledge. Hmm. So, yeah, and then when we get the knowledge from them, we're able to share it with other franchise partners. So, yeah, it's really wonderful. So why do you think there's a labor shortage in the industry? I mean, well, I, maybe I, now with the COVID, we understand that they're making more money not working than working, but this, there was a shortage before COVID, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a shortage. There always is. It's difficult work. <laughs> I mean, that's number one. Do people have a wrong concept of caregiving, uh, uh, a negative concept that, that they don't really it could be. enjoy of it? Well, I, if you take the word caregiving, I mean, it's hard to have a negative concept about that, right? I care. I want to give. I, I mean, that just makes sense. But I think people see in the experiences, even, even if it's not their own experience, in the experience of others, that there's some downside to it. You mentioned one of them. It's burnout. It's tough work. It's tough not only. It's tough emotionally, uh, but um, there is a. Um, I, I think the idea is that you can find someone who's. Um, uh, there are people who are caregivers at heart. I, yeah. you know, Dave. I, I I I say it this way: if um, 
if we had a test of some kind that could truly see what was in a caregiver's heart, then, well, if you should come up with that test, you just come to me. All right. Don't, we don't want to, we don't want to bother the Yoakums or anyone else. You come to me because that would, that's how we would have things figured out. But what we do is anybody who has a hires a caregiver, they the first test is sending them into the home. Right. I mean, that's, that's uh, not a great way to try it out, but that's what we have. And so when we send caregivers into the home, that's where our support of them really, really starts. That very first shift, knowing we're here for you. You know, I do the same thing at the gas station. Before I hire anybody, I say, you know, I know you're interviewing us as well as me interviewing you. And, and I like to give uh, everybody like an hour behind the register, show you what it's like, see what the coworkers are, see what the customers are like, see if, uh, you know, you're against cleaning toilets and, <laughs> and uh, doing the, uh, the coffee and, and stuff like that. And they really appreciate that because, you know, it's better than hiring them. And then, you know, two, three days later, a week later, they say, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. Wasted my time, wasted your time. So th- that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and your name, Seniors Helping Seniors. So you really don't hire younger people to? Well, I, now the, the vast majority of our, of our caregivers are over, over 50, but there are younger caregivers. Now, we tend not to hire people in their late teens or 20s. But yeah, they are uh, they are younger than seniors. We do have a lot of caregivers. Seniors in the at 30s. heart. <laughs> What's that? They're seniors at heart. That is it exactly. Or have had extensive old care. souls, right? And, and and there are there are also places where uh, state licensure requires that they be certified nursing assistants. So oh. the pool of those seniors is is tougher to find. And there's also times we provide twenty four hour care, overnight care. So. Overnights, the relationship part of uh, of what we do isn't as important. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it really comes down to what's in what's in someone's heart, and uh, uh, we're fortunate that we have, uh, uh, as I said, the bulk of the people that we hire we hire and work for us are, are over fifty. But yes, we do have younger caregivers as needed. And how much skill, like skilled nursing, uh, do you go as far as getting with the needs? Now we don't. Uh, uh, our work is uh, companionship, homemaker, and personal care. We don't do provide any skilled care. Uh, we provide uh, depending on where, uh, depending on the location, because the vari- uh, the services do vary by location. Uh, we offer transportation services as well, handyman services, some pet care. So no uh, nursing. No, no, no nursing, nursing care. Nope. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs 
all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. All right. How about uh, therapy? Um, when someone nope. needs therapy, no, no skilled care. We, we, yeah, we support in any way we can, but we do not provide the therapeutic services. Now you have an incentive program, right? Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we have a wonderful uh, 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 recruiting uh, recruiter incentive bonus, a sign-on bonus with a little twist. Um, and so the idea is we've recommended to our franchise partners to offer a sign-on bonus of between $100 and $500 uh, to join us. We would pay the caregiver that usually after wow. 90 days of working with us. Uh, but here's the cool part. We're taking a portion of that bonus and contribu contributing it to charity. In most cases, uh, the Alzheimer's Association. And uh, we're getting a great response to it, getting a lot of inquiries. I think the people that we're after are re really connect with it uh, because uh, of the kind of people we're looking for. It's kind of a, it's absolutely aligned with uh, our values and our mission. Uh, we have a, one of our trademarks is a way to give and to receive. And that's exactly what they can do with this, uh, with this uh, uh, new incentive program. Wow. It's been working out, huh? Well, yeah, it's been working out. We've been at it, I don't know, three or four weeks now, so it's a, a little hard to tell because we have to get people up and hired and trained and out and working. But it's certainly from the reaction uh, of the communities that we serve, uh, it has been, uh, it, we, we've been very, very encouraged by it. So how many company-operated uh, facilities do you have uh, and how many uh, franchise owners? We, uh, we have about uh, 120 franchise owners operating about 100 franchise locations. Uh, we have one company-owned office, which is downstairs from where I'm sitting, the uh, very first office that Karen and Philip Yoakum started all those years ago. Okay. That's the model. Okay. Yeah. So seniors, helping seniors franchise prioritizes hiring older caregivers like we spoke about before, but that doesn't disqualify a younger one. If you're interested, you have a heart and a burden for caregiving. And I, those people don't grow on trees. You got to snatch them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a hurry. So what, what kind of qualities do you look for in a caregiver? I know you spoke, uh, you touched on it a little bit, but yeah, let's say someone was, was just toying with the fact, you know, maybe, maybe their loved one died and they were a caregiver. And now they're, they're kind of, you know, a little depressed, a little bored. They don't know what to do with their times because they've been caregiving for so many years. Do you get a lot of those kind of people? We, we sure do. And we get a lot of people with personal caregiving experience in their lives, much like that, whether it's for um, in their own generation or for their parents. Mm. Uh, very, very common. We also, uh, we try to attract people who have uh, some volunteer experience uh, who are used to giving giving to the community, giving to others. So if you took, if you take the heart of the volunteer and if you have someone who has caregiving experience, you take those two things, the chance of success for us is pretty high because you're really strong at the baseline. Um, there are also others who um, maybe didn't provide the, the care themselves, but were involved in a family situation where the care was provided. They understand the value of it. They want to help. They want to do their part. They want to find a way. 
So it, it's really the, yeah, the heart of it is caregiving. The heart of it is uh, uh, this volunteer. And it, I think, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the empathy, uh, the really gut level understanding of what another senior might be going through. Mm. And then we, you know, we, we try to match the we're pretty good at matching the skills. We're real good at matching the skills, but it's also the personalities that we have to align. And so make sure that the seniors, uh, uh, the senior providing care and that the senior receiving care have um, uh, maybe shared interests, uh, shared interests from the community or sports or literature or all those kinds of things that uh, early on you can build that commonality, which over time, uh, so many times develops into a friendship. Yeah, I know. My mother would always say, you know, I think we were using uh, a competitor, uh, something about angels. I can't remember what it was, but they would send visiting angels. That's what it was. Hate to uh, mention your competitor, but I'm sure you're doing a much better job. <laughs> uh, she would Thank say, well, I don't not. like Thank that you, person. Dave. I don't like that person. I said, what? what do you mean you don't like? Well, she doesn't make my grilled cheese sandwich the way I like it. I said, well, just tell her. No, so we had to get another one. And, and so sometimes you get picky uh, loved ones who you might go through three or four caregivers till they find the right fit. And it's just silly, illogical stuff. It might just be someone that she likes because, you know, she looks uh, like her daughter or something, you know, just something silly. Well, yes, we're really good at making sure that we don't get a lot of the grilled cheese complaints, although it is it is common in everybody in our business. And I'm thinking of maybe doing a whole grilled cheese training (laughs) course to uh, uh, to counter that. But yeah, I think like your two year old, the way they like their grilled cheese just has to be right. You know, Yeah, and and also there's a sometimes there's a resistance from the care receiver. Yeah, receiving the, they're against the whole idea to begin with. And yeah. So you, you could always find an excuse to not want somebody back. But I'm, as I said, we're, we're yeah. really good at, at, at limiting that. And I think of the movie uh, Driving Miss Daisy, how, how she was so uh, adamant against having a driver drive her around and, and her son just forced her to do it. And she finally got used to it. She finally turned into a great relationship. And uh, sometimes you just have to not give up, you know. Yeah, you have to keep you have to keep trying, and and it, the uh, it's look, it's like a lot of things. Uh, uh, over time, there's give and take in the relationship. And that's how you triumph. So, how do you know the difference between a caregiver and a franchise owner? Uh, you're always looking for the potential franchise owners. Do you look at them from the caregivers, or do you go straight looking for uh, franchise owners? What what are some of the things you're looking for? How, yeah. how do they differentiate? I, I, Yes, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not too deeply involved in our franchise development uh, part of it. But if, um, aside from, and first of all, this is all done with a, a franchise disclosure document. But we we have a saying here: we want franchise owner, or I have a saying. I don't know if everybody shares it, but uh, we want people who live at the corner of caring and commerce, oh. and we want somebody who uh, cares in their heart, but also knows that. We need to bring in more money than we spend in order to keep it going. Know how and to run we, a business, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's it's a business of caring, but a business they nonetheless. Can be profitable, right? If if you. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We we uh, the idea is that our 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 franchise partners run uh, profitable businesses, and the 
the, the greater the profits, of course, the more seniors will be able to take care of. See, if we're taking care of seniors on both sides of the equation, hiring them that's and true. caring for them, that's 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 how it works. Two birds with one stone. Wow. Yeah. Where is the brand looking to grow? Well, we're 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 look geographically everywhere. We have uh, franchise opportunities across the country. Um, it's a uh, uh, we've just happened to have have. Uh, 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 brought on a new group of people. They're from where? Uh, some from Pennsylvania, Texas, uh, Georgia, Florida. But yeah, we have uh, we have uh, franchise opportunities across the country. So where are the states that you are still looking to grow in that maybe you don't have a presence in right now? Um, just off the top of my head, uh, yeah, sometimes in the Midwest. I mean, we still the less populated states. You mean? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, I, of course, so we, there's opportunities in Iowa, may always opportunities in Indiana, Nebraska, uh, Idaho. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, All those places we, where there's good people living and, and yeah. they haven't been ruined yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have, uh, believe me, it's uh, opportunities everywhere. So what's next for seniors helping seniors? Well, I think we want to we want to have a, a couple of years here, where more than a couple of years, where we're bringing on new franchise partners, uh, getting them uh, getting them out there and active in their communities, uh, taking care of more seniors, awesome. and taking care of, and taking care of them as with with these outstanding senior caregivers. Well, is there anything that uh, you wanted to say that I failed to ask for our people listening? Well, for more information, go to seniorshelpingseniors.com. Uh, we, uh, we look forward to hearing from everyone. We, uh, we really do good work. And our, if I may, our franchise partners are really hardworking people. And uh, uh, each and every day, they do their very best for the seniors in their community. And uh, we're, we're really proud of that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people may have perception. Gee, I wish I could get a, a caregiver, but, you know, I just can't afford it. it. It's probably too expensive. And so there's a perception that they can't afford uh, professional care. Yeah. Um, how affordable is it? I know uh, different areas have different standards of living and maybe the prices differ from there or there, you're pretty competitive with the competitive. Yeah, we're competitive. Yeah, we're competitive on pricing, and it's not a matter of price so much; it's value. So you get a lot of peace of mind, and that's, I mean, that's really the key. Uh, Are you able to help people find ways to pay for it? Like maybe they they have a veteran uh, who they're caring for, and they have totally unaware that. Uh, VA has benefit opportunities or social security or local state county governments. There's so many different programs out there. Are you aware of all of them? Oh yeah. And our franchise owners are happy to point people in the right direction to get the help that they need. You have counselors. Well, yeah, we really are. I mean, financial counselors. Well, not financial counselors so much, but people look to us in our community uh, to our franchise owners in, in their communities as experts on on the issues that are facing seniors. Yeah. Well, it's been a very productive time here. I've learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I just hope and pray that your franchise does very, very well because Lord knows we need it. And you are helping not only the loved ones, but you're helping seniors 
find jobs, which is not very easy for someone over 50 years old to find a job, is it? Other than maybe being a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 one of the greatest parts about the work that we do is when you're talking to a senior about hiring them and they take two steps away and they kind of swivel and say, wait, you want, you want to hire me? <laughs> seniors, I'll be seniors. It's on the sign. So, yeah, it's uh, it, thank you for having me and thank you for your kind and supportive words. We are doing our best every day to to help more and more seniors. One last thing, it just popped into my mind. Um, do you ever have issues where the seniors um, have to be careful how much money they make or they may lose some social security yet? No, it, it, generally, it generally isn't a problem because our seniors um, uh, work as frequently or as infrequently as they desire, you know, depending on their availability. So they have some control over that. Yeah, because I think they can make so much money and if they go over that, so they can work as little or as much as they want, right? Yeah, well, we don't want them working zero, but yes, if they, uh, the hours that they can give us, if we can find an appropriate caregiver, uh, excuse me, a care receiver to assign them to or care receivers. Yeah, that's, they have, but they have control over that. Well, thank you again. And for those listening, uh, this is the Caregiver Dave show. And you want any more information about Caregiver Dave, go to caregiverdave.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and the like button. That always helps. Whatever you're listening to it on, follow us. And uh, go to caregiverdave.com. We've got three free gifts for anybody who goes there to help out. It's a community support group. And we just thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. See you next week. Thank you. And thank you for coming on the show. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave. We'll see you soon. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through when you don't know what to do. Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.